Hello there once again. Welcome back to The World According to Aiden. This time to once again deduce The Mandalorian, The Bad Batch, and more. This time our guest speaker is Star Wars fanatic James Mosby. James, could you explain a little bit about yourself before we get started? Um, I've been watching Star Wars since I was about uh, six years old. Um, I have a bunch of the Star Wars visual dictionaries at home. Um, and yeah, I just really like Star Wars. That's really awesome. Okay, so of course we're here today to talk about The Mandalorian, but also, oh, and Philip is here again, additionally. Uh, yes, trivia, as always. As always, really, as always. The only time you haven't been on was for the making of the Phantom Menace special episode. <laughs> so um, yep. anyway, trivia is returning this episode, and so is hot takes. So prepare yourself for spicy arguments in the later segment of this episode. All right, let's blast into this. Philip, you can read your synopsis for Chapter 18 of The Mandalorian, The Minds of Mandalore. Din Djarin visits Peli Mato on Tatooine during the Bunta Eve festival in search of a new memory chip for IG-11. She does not have one, but instead sells him R5-D4. Djarin, Grogu, and R5 fly to Mandalore, where Djarin orders R5 to scout ahead and ensure that the atmosphere is non-toxic. When R5 does not return... Dijarin ventures after it and is attacked by several Alamites, a native troll-like species living in the caves. He, heading deeper into the mines, Dijarin is captured by a cyborg creature and sends Grogu for Bo-Katana's help. Bo-Katana rescues Dijarin and kills the cyborg before leading Dijarin to the living waters. Dijarin begins to recite the creed to restore himself as a Mandalorian. However, a sudden drop-off causes him to sink deep into the water. Bo-Katana dives in to save him. On the way back up, she comes face-to-face -face with a mythosaur. This episode ends with them all safe and dry on the shores of the, well. Of the mine, basically. Yeah. It, mine, well. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it looked like a big underground lake. Yeah, it did yeah. look like a big underground lake. Um, so, yeah, James, as the record has gone so far, um, you get the floor first in our uh, discussion. What particularly caught your eye watching this episode? Okay, so I really liked the returning of R5-D4. Um, yep. I like how they, the way they, the different ways they wiped the screen reminded me of episode four, A New Hope. Mm -hmm. I liked that. Um, I thought, I just, it was so much better than the first one. And oh, why? Why do you think it's a lot better? It just had a lot more, it had a lot more action. Yeah. Um, it kind of felt like there was a little bit of something off about the first episode. Yeah, I guess I can see what you mean. Do you see that, Philip? Sort of. Uh, I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I just it thought it covered good. a lot of a lot of interest uh, stuff. Yeah, it was good. Just. Yeah. It felt a teensy bit off, but the second one was just a lot better. Yeah. What did you like about this episode, Philip? Oh, I liked the uh, the amount uh. Alamites, and I also really liked um, the cyborg creature, and I was really happy to see a mythosaur. I knew as soon as they said, oh, they're all extinct, they weren't all extinct. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, I loved how they had the new terms, or are they new, of nuzzle shrews and pog soup. Oh, it's not yes. pork soup, but pog soup. It'd be kind of weird. Pogs, Pogs yeah. have been around for a while. Yeah, they have, but I feel like that's somewhat of a new introduced concept but um anyway yeah. not mentioned a whole lot before at least and then of course nuzzle shrews uh also um 
there was the mentioning of Lerman, who are oh, monkey creatures from the first season of The Mandalorian. Wait, what am I saying? The first season of Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, the first season of Clone Wars. They also show up in a star, in a star War, uh, Lego Star Wars, uh, the Freemakers. And Good. technically their home planet is Megiddo, which shows up in Revenge of the Sith. Yes, you're right. Uh, yeah, and then of course, like you guys already said, the Mythosaur. I loved hearing the story yeah. behind it's yes. becoming the symbol of Mandalore. And yeah. Like, what is that thing? But it turns its head, and I was like, uh-huh. you see that distinct horn? Yeah. I I I think he's gonna ride it. I think the Mandalorian's gonna ride the Mythosaur. Oh yeah, definitely. So he's got to. Sometime later in the season, yes. Yeah. Sort of like how Boba Fett uh, rode the Rancor. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. cool, but kind of weird. Yeah. And then, of course, also like you guys already mentioned, R5-D4, a cowardly yes. droid. Um, his Star Wars bio uh, on StarWars.com mentions he has a long past with many owners, but oh, not yeah. to be mistaken, of course, with Owen Lars, R5-D4 from A New Hope. Uh, oh, it's a different one? Yes, it's a different one. No, I looked it up. It? Oh, yeah, I looked it up. But it's also another. I, I I'm pretty sure because you can even tell on the back of its head on the back. I thought that you can tell when the motivator was bust the bad motivator. Yeah, yeah, I totally get what you guys mean, and yeah, I agreed with you until I looked it up. And on StarWars.com, they literally label in the databank two different sections: one for R5D4, the ones you guys are talking about. Yeah, and then Pele Motos. R5-D4 in the Mandalorian. It's possible that since it's a series and a movie, that that's why they separated it differently. It could be, but they distinct it in uh, a way that it makes it look. It may be him, but it... Maybe the series of droid is slightly different. Like, one is R5-D4-AK, and the other one's R4-D4-F21. It could be that sort of situation, and I do see what you guys are saying, it could be that it is the same droid because one of the databank um one of the databank files on him said that he has a long history, a long past of different OMRs. Yeah. So it would make sense if uh oh that he came in contact with OMR. So yeah. I was happy to see uh, <laughs> uh Peli Mato again and how she was swindling the guy. Oh yeah uh, Rodian. <laughs> yes. It was hilarious. Um an interesting thing I um, noticed that Pelly said that um, R5 was um, as nice as he was in when he served in the rebellion. So I'm mm. wondering, did that oh, take yeah. place before the events of A New Hope or after them? Yeah. It's after. Yeah. It's, it's after the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nine years after um, the uh, and the Battle of Endor. Yep. Yeah. That's another interesting thing. Also, it was interesting hearing Bo-Katan kind of open up on her past and how mm-hmm. she'd been um, chanting the rituals. And her and dad, been the princess of Mandalore. She was the princess of Mandalore and how her dad went down fighting for Mandalore. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they'd done like a flashback, but it's still pretty good. To yeah. Um, but but um, mm-hmm. that cyborg creature, that thing was interesting. Yes. I, I think it's General Grievous. I'm pretty sure. What? I know. Yeah, it's not General Grievous. Look at that eyeball. Look at the number It's a human eye. eyeball. Well, it's it, totally it's, not Grievous. Well, yeah, Grievous is dead. It. Grievous is it's dead. It's inside a glass jar, and it's just a brain and an eyeball. 
I can see what you mean in the, I don't and know, it, how he's set yeah. up. I what don't the limbs, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's just a robot. You could put any number of limbs you wanted on it. I don't know. It has that spear thing, which makes me think it might be Grievous. And it would be I an incredible comeback. I also don't think he that that cyborg robot alien creature is dead. It's too interesting a creature to just die then and there. Yeah, maybe. Well, for one thing, it couldn't even talk, and it had to drink blood. Yeah. That's what it was doing. It was draining him for his blood. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Which makes me think it's human because it needs blood to survive. Mm. Who knows? <laughs> no. Uh, anyway. It could have probably used any blood as long as it wasn't toxic to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, it was cool seeing more Mandalorian starfighters in live action, kind of like the inside. Mm, yeah. Because, of, of course, you see a lot of it in Rebels. But now yeah. we're seeing more of it in live action. So yeah, which is cool. Um, I thought it was interesting. Have you guys seen? Have you guys watched the episode with the subtitles? Um, no. Okay, because I, I didn't watch no. it with the subtitles. In the subtitles, I was thinking about it, but I was just like, I can always just look it up on Wikipedia. So. Oh, sorry. I meant uh, closed caption. Or is that the same thing? It's the same. Okay. Thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I was just mentioning that because. In the uh, closed captioning, they call when the Mandalorian is talking about the way of the Mandalore. They, uh-huh. um, what is this thing called again? This, um, what? Uh, it, they they separated Mandalore in the um, closed captioning, so it looks a little bit different. It's like Manda lore, and oh. it's very weird. I think I'm wondering what the whole situation behind that is. Like, if that's like, I think it's just a auto way uh, autocorrect. It might now, of course, if they put the hyphen, yeah. if they put the hyphen over it, that means it's the traditional way. Yeah, and it wasn't the hyphen. I'm thinking either, yeah. It now that I think about it, it might have been a um, error. Like, it like your computer, like, your computer will do it because I've done it a ton. Oh yeah, definitely. I've typed out Mandalore, and it'll always want to separate it until I tell it tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it it could be that sort of situation, but it's interesting because it it looks <clears> like. A weird way that people would talk about Mandalore. Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah, if, if you listeners who are listening don't really know what I'm talking about, you can go back and look at the specific scenes where um, I think there's one when he's climbing into the water, when the Mandalorians climb into the water at the end. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how he'll walk with the ways of the Mandalore or something like that. And in the subtitles, you can see what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, moving on from that weird thing, <laughs> um, there's of course. I think it's that important in that? I don't it's not think that important. Gonna... I think it's probably just an error. It, it could be an error, but I wanted to bring it up just because I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Bunta Eve. I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It's Bunta Eve, the whole occasion over again. It's not the Bunta Eve classic. Yeah. No, it's just Bunta Eve. It's just another running of it, uh-huh. which I wish we could see. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. It would be cool oh, to see uh, who's competing. Yeah, at least we got some fireworks. That maybe a, cool. Maybe it's like a really old Sebulba's returning. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, was it? Did you? Did you? What did you think about Baby Yoda um saving the Mandalorian? Did you like that or no or what? I, I think I liked. He was it was ingenious. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see if he does it more. If he takes a more active role instead of just being the passive baby. Yeah. Thing. So I mean. Um, so Mando has been showing him like how to navigate the galaxy and everything. 
So I have a feeling, like, in the last couple episodes, Mando will be too injured to pilot his new ship. What is that even called? His new N1 Starfighter. N1 Starfighter. Yeah. Oh, that's it? Yeah, it's that's just it. N1. Yeah, his just Starfighter. He's going to be too injured to do it. And I have a feeling R5 is going to, something's going to happen to him. So he won't be able to pilot it. Yeah. And Grogu is going to have to yeah. take control. <laughs> Yeah, it might end up that sort of situation. Um, let me think. Okay, something I thought was hilarious was how the oxygen breathing tube, the system uh, the Mandalorian is using, reminds me a lot of Darth Vader's breathing. It's like... Oh, <sighs> oh yeah. And yeah. it sounds a little different, yeah. but it just reminded me yeah. creepily too much. Darth Vader? It could have been. It sounds similar. It could have been, but I think it just sounds similar because I've heard other instances in which they've used uh, oxygen tubes. Of course. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. And on that note, um, uh, it was cool seeing or interesting seeing how there was the whole issue with the Mandalore's uh, air being toxic. Mm -hmm. It seems this is one of the few cases you can't breathe on a Star Wars planet. It reminds me of when Han Solo in uh, Lego Star Wars went to the extremes and referred to the inside of the space slug as the only unbreathable place in our galaxy. In sarcasm. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, if this is the yeah. one place in our galaxy where we can't breathe. Because <laughs> they go outside of but yeah, yeah. the ship. And they rip it off then. They're just like, oh, it's fine. But that's in Lego, yeah. of course, not the actual movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what could Mandalore still hold in the future? What do you think? Well, I mean, they could rebuild it, fix it. Definitely. And, you know, rebuild the Mandalorians, help save, do something for the galaxy. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, This is the second time that a ritual has been interrupted by a giant beast. Like the first episode. Uh, He didn't. I don't think the monster didn't try to eat him. He just tried to eat him. It it was a drop off. So it was like a drop off. So he dr- fell, and then the current took him down because he didn't have his jetpack on, and he's wearing armor, so he can't swim. Uh huh. So uh-huh. he sunk. Oh. And he just walks. Do 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 do. Oh, and then he sunk. Yeah, uh-huh. he sunk. Okay. okay. Yeah, he I can't swim in armor. I mistook that. I, I'm sorry. I thought that I, I did it first too. He caused it. Okay. Okay. Well. It was later when I read the when I read the thing that that I found online and you know doctored it up a bit that mm-hmm. I realized oh. And then when I was thinking back over it, yeah, he did just like sink. That yeah, would make sense now thinking about he it. He yeah. was grabbed or, and pulled down. I thought he was grabbed. Okay, that was funny. Okay, yeah, anyway. I thought he was, but then when I realized at first, but since there was like no big whole splash yeah. happening, mm-hmm. it was just doop. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that does make sense now thinking about it. But anyway, uh, at least um, to defend me, I guess a little bit, there was giant beasts involved. Yes. Uh, in the same few minutes around yes. uh, the ritual. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Wait, how far did he get into the ritual? Did, was he able to say the thing about never taking off his helmet? Yeah. Yeah. He said most of it. And then we just started. I think he said the whole thing. I uh, think yeah. he did. It's probably the whole thing. And then he fell right at the end. Because uh-huh. he was supposed to like submerge himself completely in the water. Totally so fine. Was going, right. What and then he just like fell. Yeah. What doesn't make sense to me is the armorer said he has to bring through of. Uh, that he bathed in the living waters of Mandor. But how does he bring proof? Is he supposed he to bri- bring some He brings the mythosaur. He yeah. brings the mythosaur. Yeah, he brings... This is how I found <laughs> it. He pulls him up and brings him. 
Yeah. <laughs> or maybe takes a few selfies of himself in the water. <laughs> yeah. Huh. He's like, this is the genuine authenticity. This is the he, way. Yeah, he, he holds up his uh, stick and like, this is the way and takes a picture of himself. Or maybe a yeah. bit. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, what were some things that you guys disagreed with? I kind of don't understand how if it's because you know how it detaches yeah the um cyborg obviously all of its like human organs that has left are only in its head mm. and its head looked way too small to contain all of its organs yeah. it looked like it could just contain its eyeball and its brain yeah so well, I didn't I... understand how that worked yeah well, that is a good really it's probably just like parts of his brain and maybe something else and then the technology stuff yeah it could like be. uh Fennec Shand. is it shand yeah shand yeah Sean, shand. i say shand. shand but even in star wars they don't like if you lose your heart i don't think they put in a new heart well i think i think well i don't know i know what a comic book they do so maybe maybe the only thing they can't replace is like your brain it could be that sort of a situation do the comic books count and, and yes, they do. They count. They do. Some of them. Some of them are the newer. The newest comic books count. Everything after 2014 counts. Okay. Yeah, that is right. Um, so yeah, it could be that sort of a situation. Yeah. And it is interesting seeing how that whole mechanism works. I together. still don't think that that guy is dead. He's too interesting a character. <laughs> well, I mean, he could come back. He got his eyeball rolled into the back of his head, and the light turned off. So, yeah. He would have to have somebody else redeem him, bring him back, and yeah. it's like there are a wealth of people who could do that. So um, yes, but yeah, but the, why would they go there? And all that the other only other living creatures there are those dragon creatures, and now and now yeah, the dragons and the Analogites. I know. I feel like they went Which, those things. I thought that those things at first were like mutated humans, like what was left of Mandalorians. Yeah, and I was like, that oh, that's disgusting. That'd be disturbing. That would be an awesome concept. <laughs> I, like, like one of them was going to talk and be like, "Oh, you are another Mandalorian." <laughs> I was like, "This is just gonna be um." At first, when I saw these like alligator, like the alligator, spiky turtle, dragon uh-huh. things. At first, I thought they were going to be like baby versions of the alligator turtle thing that we see in the first uh uh-huh, yeah yeah so i was afraid there'd be another one of those things but yeah the mama version but was there wasn't really any water anywhere for it to be in yeah but yeah except for the living waters except for the living waters <laughs> and i don't think it would have lived in the water with the mythosaur the mythosaur yeah, yeah, would have killed the other yeah and then probably be the mythosaur yeah oh yeah definitely uh, something I really disagree with is how they had fireworks in the day. I thought that that was well, it was kind, kind of, of odd. It was wasn't it like dusk? Yeah, well, uh, no, it was bright day. They had it during the day, but when mm. the Mandalorian started to leave, it was getting dark. Well, yeah, they had it during the day, but also during the night. Yeah, but also this is Star Wars we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as I was forming this. Was also yeah, it's Star Wars. It's wacky. They have things in different situations than we do of course it would make sense for them to have fireworks they have jetpacks they have jetpacks everything's wonky they have little teddy bears wearing hoods that live in tree houses yeah it's um yeah that that does explain uh behind why they might do that but yeah that's something i do want to bring up the jawas at least their eyes to me 
you might you guys probably would disagree with me on this, but they look a little bit bigger than mm, before. I see what you mean. Um, but say, I thought they looked smaller. Yeah, yeah, I, I think they were. Um, another thing about eyeballs and creatures is in the Book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. the is it Gamorian? Is that how they're pronounced? Gamorians. Yeah, yeah the, the green. Yeah, the Gamorians. Um, their eyes did. It appeared they didn't have pupils. They were just just black. Mm, good point. Uh, yeah, these black. Hmm, that's interesting. Eyes. Yeah, I think I you can see that on the minifigures, the Lego guys. But uh, yeah, I didn't think about it in real life action. Uh, yeah. Um, that's interesting. So what was I saying? Oh yeah, the Jawas look bigger. I feel like it's primarily their eyes, but also their movement looks a little bit quicker. I don't know. It just looks a little bit more staged to me than the previous seasons yeah. when you've seen them in the okay. Moto's. Well, they also weren't <laughs> as important. Yeah. In yeah. Each episode. Good point. They weren't. So they as don't needed. have to work as hard. Or yeah, the like production a- costs didn't need to be uh-huh. high because they. Mm-hmm. We're only in there for a couple minutes. Yeah, they weren't there long. That, that, that would be an interesting way in how to explain how that. Might now, if they were, if the entire episode was about them, <laughs> they'd probably look a it lot. It could better. be very different. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, Mandalore. This is probably my biggest um, dispute against this episode. Mandalore looks way too green from what we've seen so far. Oh, you mean what? It, it was, was glass. Huh? It was glass. The t- the sand turned into glass. If you yeah, expose well, sand to extreme. If you expose green sand greenery there that I was seeing, it just looks way too colorful. Well, it's also well the inside of the city wild. was always green because of the like they like the the inside of the city was always bluish green. It was always that color. That is a good point. But on yes. Sundari, were they at Sundari actually? Yeah, they were. Yeah, I thought they were. Just making sure Sundari. Anyway, of course, we all know that in the past, you know, many many years before this takes place, there are green fields of grass yeah. on Mandalore before it alters yes. whitish gray. It was a desert. Colorless. Uh, or it is colorless. And uh, I was just like, oh, it just seems way too... Even if it was the glass, like you said, it just seems way too much green. Yeah, what's the what whole thing behind that? When Sam- I don't know why the grass glass was green, but the glass was green. It turned green for yeah, some reason. Then- Maybe due to the temperature yeah, or that's the what I was minerals Maybe the- in the ground because on our normal earth when lightning strikes sound it's just like a normal glass color i think it could have been like an no it depends i think i think i've seen it where like it depends on the sand it depends on the temperature yeah Yeah. it depends on lots of different variables it is possible i was thinking that it had something to do with maybe like the when it exploded and how it's sort of the situation around it the temperatures and yeah Radioactive. Well, is it? It wouldn't be considered radioactive. Some Star Wars term, but it might have. Some... Well, they use. They probably use proton bombs, which I don't know if those are radioactive, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, it might have something to do with it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, yeah. So, in my opinion, yeah, like James said, it did have more action. Uh, yeah, I so I liked it a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty good. Is there anything else we should talk about? Ooh, what would you guys rate this as compared to the last seventeen episodes? Of the Mandalorian. Um, I don't know. It's probably not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still good, but yeah, there's yeah. just so many. It's kind of hard to choose. Yeah. Um. Would you rate it uh, on a scale on a scale of one to ten? Where would you rate it? I give it an eight. 
Okay. Maybe like a seven and three quarters. <laughs> and three quarters. Uh, yeah, I'd probably give it a between seven and eight. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good. It was very uh entertaining. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I think that's good. Um, now for our short segment of trivia. Yeah. Uh, Philip, you didn't prepare any trivia, did you? Okay, that's fine. Uh, James okay, and I, I both have trivia. Yeah. So I'll go out with the first question. Um. What specific question goes unanswered in The Rise of Skywalker? This is a very nerdy one, so it's okay if you guys don't. I, I tried to forget most of that movie because... Oh, oh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, I have no idea. Okay. So, I haven't watched that one a bunch. Who loved that movie, but I'm not a big fan of it. And I, hey, no. I tried to forget most I like that movie. That just, movie is good. I, just don't, I didn't really like it. I don't well, like any. I don't like any of the sequels. I would say that of the of the sequel trilogy, the one that just came out, uh, the the worst one is probably like the Force Awakens. The other two, the are eighth, okay. the eighth one was awful. The eighth one was okay. First one, no, was okay. the eighth one was terrible. Fourth one was uh, I can't yeah. stand that. Eighth was okay, and ninth was awesome. It was about some total. They tried to make like total, like total side characters be like main characters, and it was just I weird. Know. Yeah, I, I get it. Should we have like an entire episode of just rating every single Star Wars movie? Oh my show? goodness! No, <laughs> I, it would take really long. Honestly, it would. Uh, anyway, all right. Part. I need so to tell get us the answer. answer. I know this is the longest one ever. I need to give you guys the answer. Uh, it's as they're getting sucked into the pit. Uh, while they're oh. in the finder. Finn tells right he needs to tell her something, but it's never answered. Uh, I thought it was interesting. What is it? Could he? Does he use the force? Is he in love with Ray? What is it? Yeah, I was thinking maybe he loves her. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) see that. But um, I I wonder if it'll ever get answered somehow. But I don't know. Anyway, uh, James, what is your first one? Okay, so when Anakin first built C three PO and turned him on, um, he could not see what component had not been activated that hmm. made it so um, his uh, photoceptor uh, photoceptors yes that is got correct. it before me <laughs> okay next one oh I'll do the next one yeah uh, what is according to Guinness World Records the largest facility of Star Wars memorabilia don't look oh um, I've heard it before it's the Obi it's uh, Obi-Wan uh, ranch yeah, it's yes, it's rancho it. it's rancho Obi Wan, but yeah, okay, that's it's a really cool place. They talk about it in the book. Oh, what is it called? Um, Obi Wan under the helmet. The book book. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I see. I've watched really that one. Liked that documentary. I know we've talked about it. Yeah, so that was good podcast. It's such a good one. It is a real. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Anyway, what's your next one, James? Okay, who was Red Six during the Battle of Yavin? Whoa. Uh, it was not. Not wedge. It wedge. No, not the. They're named. Uh, yes. Oh, man. oh, is it very little known? Like nobody really. No, knows it's we hear his name in the movie. Oh, okay. I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. So it's not wedge. It's not Luke, of course. Not Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's red five. Yeah, he's red yeah, five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He never. They never change it. He's always red five. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. What is it? Okay. The answer to who is Red <laughs> is Jack Horkins. Oh, that's right. Oh, Jack Horkins. Right. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, okay, then there's my last one. How many do you have in all, James? Um, I have five. Okay, I have only one more. Okay, um, so let me see. And I thought I was underprepared. <laughs> I know, right? That makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, that's great. I have yeah. I have a lot of hot takes, though. So. Um, well, I only have two hot takes. Uh, yeah, I have four <laughs> hot takes. So, <laughs> anyway. I only have one. That's fine. That's, that's fine. okay. We'll, we're balancing you out. Don't worry. Anyway, uh, this one is for James, because, Philip, I know that you already know this one. Uh, who is Darth Vader's secret, appen- secret apprentice in the Lego game The Force Unleashed? Oh, I haven't played this. Me neither. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's Galen Merrick. He comes out yeah. in set. Uh, what year is it from? Star- 2008. Star- his other, the other, his code name is Star Killer. Yeah, that's right. It's oh, Star Killer. I that it's Star Killer because that's what I know. Skywalker wasn't originally intended to be named. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty funny. That's right. Yeah, it's it's Galen Merrick, and there is a little Lego guy of him. In that comes, but of course, the- now it's Legends, but now know. it's Legends. It's not, it's not canon. Canon. Um, but yeah, what are your last two, James? Um, okay, I have the last two, and then I remembered I do have a bonus question. Ooh, okay. Um, oh, yes. Okay, what bounty hunter was given the title Monarch of the, um, I believe it's pronounced Q Tiles System? Is it, what what movie is this from? Or can you reveal that? Um, it is. You would only know it if they don't say it. You'd have to look it up on Wikipedia. Yep. Uh hmm. I don't know. Do you know, Philip? Um, no. Okay, it is Boss. Bo- oh, Boss. Ah. Yeah, yeah. We know. We know Bosk. Okay. Bosk is awesome. Uh. Okay. Um. Yep. Okay. Your last one? Is this your last one? Yes, and then I have the bonus question. Yes, and the bonus question. Okay, what species travels single file at a slow pace? Tuscan Raiders. Well, species of animal species. Oh, a Yes. Mm. So, repeat the question. Okay, what species travels single file at a slow pace? Single file, like Mm -hmm. one row, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Banthas. Hmm? Banthas. Yeah, yes, Banthas. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I realized I do have one more, and then the bonus question. Okay. 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 That works. Where did Luke Skywalker race his Skyhopper on Tantooine? Oh, in the oh, Beggars Canyon. Beggars Canyon. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and bonus question. Uh huh. In the concept sketches of Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. what color was Yoda? Mm. Was it yellow? Blue. Correct, blue. Uh, I just, I the only reason I thought that was because your brother's made up a Yoda character that was blue. Yes, yes, Judah, my brother made up a character who was a combination of blue and uh, yellow. It was mostly blue, but anyway, That's it's of course strange. legends. It's of course yes. not actually <laughs> with ro- with robot feet. Yeah, with oh, robot, robot feet. feet. Yeah, it's a whole story. <laughs> yeah. And it's very unofficial. <laughs> very <Yeah>. unofficial. <laughs> uh, anyway. You drove a tie bomber the size of the Death Star. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, time. Um, and thank you for your uh, trivia, James. Time for the hot takes. Yes. James, you can present yours first. Then Philip, you can do yours. And I'll do mine. Okay. Um, where is it? 
and we'll rate them from one to ten. Okay. Or no, let's do one to five, actually. Okay. Um, do you want to hear one about lightsabers or Obi-Wan Kenobi? Let's do Obi-Wan Kenobi first. Okay. Okay, it's just several different theories I have, because in the series Obi-Wan Kenobi, his face looks a lot younger than in um, A New Hope. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's only about a 10-year gap. So mm-hmm. I have several theories of why it might happen. So as most of you listeners know, mm-hmm. the reason that um, Palpatine's face is all weird is because his force lightning was mm-hmm. protected by a lightsaber back onto his face. So I have a feeling that sometime after the events of Obi-Wan Kenobi, he deflected some light, um, some force lightning, just some sort of lightning. I'm not sure, but I have a feeling it might be some lightsaber damage or something. That is a very interesting one. Hmm. That's a very interesting point, but I just have to say, I think it's just extreme. He just aged a lot. We'll just say he aged a lot. It may have been under environment. Yeah. Yes, yeah, harsh environment on Tatooine. But yeah, I don't think electricity, because electricity would burn you and leave a lot of scars to yeah. you, which he does not have. Yeah. Same with I'm, lightsabers. That was one of my other theories, probably my most yep. boring one. Yeah. Um, it's possible it was some sort of hyperspace accident. Yeah. Which I possibly could have happened. I would rate this probably maybe a two or a three out of five. I'll give it a 2.5. Okay. I'll do 1.5. What would you say, Phil? 1.5. Okay. (laughs) Okay, And then there's one more, well, two more theories that I have that this one probably didn't happen, but it was the only thing I could think of. Um, It's possible he used the force too much or too little. Hmm. Like he wasn't staying active enough in the force. Or was practicing too hard. It could have been. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Wait, is that a separate one? No, that's part okay. Of okay. This. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, what's your next hot take? Uh, my next one is about lightsabers. But would either of you like to go? Ah, uh, Philip, you can go. Um, okay. Um. Uh, um. Do you have how long? How long do you think the Bad Batch it's been since Executor 66 in the Bad Batch? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I would say definitely over a year. Probably. Well, watch the Bad Batch, do you, James? No, yeah. I don't. Okay. So, well, we know it's been a year in the new series since Camino was destroyed from the last series. Wow. So, oh, we now also know I'm guessing that when Camino is destroyed, either a year to six months after Exeter 66. So yeah. a year and a half to two years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would say definitely over a year, maybe two years. It uh-huh. could be it's somewhere around there, I'm guessing. I don't know. Um, I guess that's not really one you'd be able to rate. Because we don't really Yeah, I don't think so. It's okay. Um, I can I'll go next for mine. This one, um, it's very uh, interesting, <laughs> but um, uh, this is my first hot take. Boba Fett could use its expertise to outwit Darth Sidious in a fight. Oh, <laughs> no. No way. Come on, no, Darth Sidious would just go, yeah, use the force and throw him away like yeah, a little bug. Yeah, he has bug. the force lightning. He yeah, has force lightning. Force. I mean, and he could just, he could just crush him. 
You can just uh, yeah. squish him inside yeah. of his armor. Yeah, Look, guys, I mean, just... sure, Boba Fett has all those gadgets. Yeah, just think it. about it. He has so many different gadgets. Yeah, I mean, but, he overcame... But Sidious could use some sort of force thing to, like, you know, destroy yeah. all his gadgets. Yeah, but... Yeah, he, you could just make... But the I thing saw is, it, like... Oh, sorry. Well, the thing is, he... I guess, I guess you guys are against his gadgets being able to overtake him. For but sure. I feel like... Okay, listen... There's so many different gadgets that he does have, and there's really not much other than force lightning and everything that a force wielder would have that Darsidious has. I feel like there's a way that sort of like how Jango Fett was able to at least fend off um, Obi-Wan for as long as he did and was able to, in a way, subdue him. I feel like- I have a question. Wait. This Darsidious, is this um, without his lightsaber or- when he's while he still was had I his did lightsaber. not determine that I was just kind of thinking Darcidius and because if he had his lightsaber, yeah, it's over, he would definitely destroy I would, Boba Fett. I guess I was mainly but thinking there's like a 40% chance, maybe a 35% chance that Boba Fett could defeat me, Darcidius. Okay, I think the have... best at the best case scenario for Boba Fett is he fends him off long enough to get away. That's all yeah. right. I, I I don't see him defeating Darth Sidious. Yeah. I can, I, I don't even see him, I don't even see him defeating Darth Vader. Oh okay, yeah, definitely. interesting. Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I feel like just with all yeah. this, that's my argument. But anyway, with how would where would you guys rate that uh, on a scale? <laughs> Three. <laughs> okay. Um, I think like that's satisfying. Out of um one out of five. Okay. Okay, I'll take that. Like, um, yeah, that's a one. <laughs> one out of five. Okay. Because I just don't think that Boba Fett could do it. Interesting. Well, um, yeah, thanks. Okay, so James, you can do your next hot take or your last one. Whatever yeah. It is. Um, my last one. Um, sorry, I wasn't able to get any more done. No, oh, that's fine. It's fine. Um, that's fine. You had a lot of trivia. <laughs> yes. I think in the future we just need to uh limit it the number maybe to like three or something just for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I might do that. Time's sake. Okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, lightsabers. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pretty sure that the reason lightsabers... So, it's the kyber crystal that's, like, making that light blade yep. thing. The, la- the laser. Yeah, the laser, yep. that thing. So, the laser do- doesn't just shoot on for miles and miles and miles. Yeah. So, I have, I'm pretty sure that it, like, wraps around, you know, like, in a... Like, you know, in an oval, a very tight oval shape. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, on and on. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, but um, what they say in Star Wars is they just have a uh, a reducer knob that they turn that can shorten or elegate the blade. Yeah. Elongate the blade. Yes. And so... Um, I think that you need the force to be able to wield it because of all that motion because it's probably spinning at a very fast speed. Yeah, anyone can use a lightsaber. Well, he, I mean, so when he chops open the tauntaun, he you can tell he's having difficulty yeah. swiping at it. Maybe. And the Mandalorian, that's why he's having difficulty with the dark saber. Sabine hmm. wields the dark saber just fine. Bo Katana did. So did what's his name? Uh, the bad guy, uh, Moff Gideon. Yeah, a lightsaber has a lightsaber is just a weapon. Uh huh. But it makes the Jedi wield it so well as a is the Force. Yeah. Yes, but Moff Gideon, we don't know how long he had it. 
but I don't think he had it long enough to be able to properly train it. And also, who would have trained him? So yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he might have some Jedi ancestry hmm. thing going on. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'll give that a mm, I'll give that a three out of five. This is pretty interesting. I didn't think about it. Yeah, that's why. Same here. Yeah. Okay. So <sighs> that's the last one. I have I have four more. <laughs> okay. I so have three more. Wait. Oh yeah, I only do have three more. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I was seeing something else. Sorry. Okay. Hot take number two from me. If the Clone Wars had lasted long enough, Captain Rex would have been promoted to general. Um, probably maybe I was thinking maybe I don't know. Like a basically they say the hi- the highest rank clones could get was basically what commander Cody was which yeah. is like a high commander I could think, be that I could think be. it's po- I think it's probably possible yeah, I think it's How possible long would you think that would take to oh I'm thinking maybe two three more years maybe like double yeah. the wars lasted like long enough to Say like in theory, a lot of the Jedi just die out naturally in wars, uh-huh. and it would just naturally, yeah, give it way for Captain Rex to rise just that little bit farther in the ranks to become a general. It's, I think yeah. it's possible. I'd give it up. Like war. say, like say if in theory, uh, Anakin <clears throat> like died during the Clone Wars. If it lasted two or three years longer, yeah, Soka wasn't around. I think it's yeah, yeah. to last longer for Anakin to die. I mean, yeah, this yeah. is Anakin we're talking about. I know, I'm just he's saying. Jedi Knight. He's just using an example. I'm so, Yeah, it's just my example, like, for yeah. him to rise to, like, say, lead the 500. Yeah, I think but, he's yeah. a four out of five. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, what about you, Philip? Yeah, four. Uh, cool. Um. All right, hot take number three. Uh, as soon as Boba Fett is dead, the Huts will retake Tatooine. No. No, I think the huts, the huts with the death. It, it's been explained in like comics that the hut grand council, by the time of the uh, return of the Jedi, has been destroyed. So it's only Jabba left. So when Jabba dies, uh, basically the, the huts are leaderless. Yeah, because we see the two huts in the two huts. That's kind of what I. Yeah, would... but they're just one. They're just one group. They kind of make it. They kind of make it. A point that the huts are just busy fighting each other on their own planet. Yeah, that's probably. Okay. I well, don't think that the huts would rise in power. My guess is that they're not a very popular species. I mean, I would not like to well, be of friends. Nobody likes. I would not like to be friends with this slug like. <laughs> yeah, that's but, one of my questions. Honestly, I had was how mommy's downstairs. I think. Yeah. Downstairs. Who would want? Yeah. Such a. I see that. Yeah. Thing to... Okay, so that's interesting. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. So you did get a one, in other words. Yes, okay. I think probably a one. <laughs> or a zero. <laughs> yeah, one. Or a zero and a half. Or yeah. like a point five. Yeah. Half. Point five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because that's probably not. Okay. Interesting. Um. Maybe if the hunts were more popular. I would say different. <laughs> But yeah. Um. Anyway, is everything okay with you, Philip? Hmm? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just Isaac. He just oh, okay. woke up. Isaac, over there. Hi, Isaac. <laughs> anyway, um. So 
this is my last hot take. Even though he's not popular in the gaming world, oh, sorry, he, even though he is popular in the gaming world, Cal Kestis from Jedi will never appear in a show or a movie, be it live action or animated. Mm, I, I don't think so. I don't think he's gonna. I think it's possible. See, they brought uh, Black Kristen. He's from the comic books. They brought the uh, BB series of Droid, which is also from the video game, Jedi Fallen Order. So it's possible he could eventually show up. Maybe. I'm not going to rule it out. Okay. It's. Where would you rate it? Uh, I'd give it a five. I think a two. Okay, cool. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, then. I guess that's it for our hot takes today. Are we all good for our conversation? Yeah. Okay. Think- Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, James. Uh, thanks for being on. I yes, we appreciate you Batch. being here. Yeah. Yes. Um. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I know you don't watch the Bad Batch, so uh, it's at this point that I will bid you adieu. Yes. Bye. 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 Okay, so now it's time uh, for our Bad Batch review, of which I think it was a very great episode. <laughs> oh, that was an excellent episode. Oh yes, definitely. Anyway, what was the title of it? I can't remember. Uh, the Outpost. The Outpost, yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, episode 12, Epi- I think. Where, no, 13. I think 12. 13, or right. No? No, Let's yeah. You might be, oh, man, I have to go back and check. I should have There's four more. There's four more, I think. Oh, yeah, or is it three it. more? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's 16, so I think it's 12. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I'm not sure, but I think it's 12. Anyway, um. <clears throat> Uh, yes. The, the outpost. Crosshair is assigned to a man named Lieutenant Nolan, a harsh man with little experience in the field and with a great disregard for all clones. His mission is to secure and guard a secret cargo at the Imperial Depot, uh, Depot sorry, <laughs> on the cold, wintry planet of Barton 4. When they arrive, they meet three clones guarding the outpost, the lone survivors of a series of attacks placed on the station by local insurgents. Their names are Hex, Beach, and their commanding officer, Commander Mayday. After a trip down to the outskirts of the outpost, Crosshair and Commander Mayday are alerted of another breakthrough and are alerted to stop the invaders. With his sniper expertise, Crosshair takes fire on one of the insurgents, though not killing him, and not after uh, the nearby and not long after the nearby transport shuttle has been uh, is destroyed. In the fight, both um, both Hex and Beach are killed. After following the trail of blood the thief has left, Crosshair finds a hidden cave with a passageway leading all the way back to the insurgents' hideout. Lieutenant Nolan holds both Commander Mayday and Crosshair accountable and sends them to retrieve the stolen cargo back from the invaders' hideout. On their way, Mayday and Crosshair encounter a pressure bomb and safely disarm it. When they reach the camp, the two clones dismantle the facility, retrieving the cargo, and utterly destroying their enemies. They stand in shocked silence, peering at the now spilled out open contents of the secret cargo, all the TK trooper gear. Mayday feels betrayed, but before anything else can happen, a huge avalanche erupts from the snowy peaks above, and the two are nearly killed in the chaos. Crosshair manages to grope his way out, but finds Mayday in a weak, vulnerable state. Mayday urges him to leave him behind, but Crosshair takes the injured clone with him. For hours, they make their way through a harsh blizzard, taking a break to hunker down and desperately try to find warmth. 
They eventually make their way back to the base, which by this time is being loaded up with cargo onto several shuttles um, to by a group of TK troopers. Captain Nolan is unfazed by their painstaking efforts and returning to base, saying, and I quote, It's about time you two returned. Crosshair and Mayday collapse from exhaustion, and as Mayday slowly dies, Crosshair pleads for medical help. Lieutenant Nolan refuses, saying it would be, quote, a waste of the Empire's resources. Nolan, re- Nolan emphasizes his views on clones' expendability and commands the drained, weary Crosshair to get back to work. In his anger, Crosshair shoots down Nolan, then as the troopers rush in, collapses to the ground, unconscious. He wakes up in a room on the planet of, what was it called again? Way- Wayland. Wayland, yes, I was trying to remember. He wakes up on Wayland, where he is addressed by one of the staff named Emery to comply with the tests being run on him, and that if he did so, he might survive. All right, Philip, if not awakening and repurposing at the end, could we call this episode, fittingly, Crosshair's Turning Point and Redemption, or just Revenge? I call it, I'd give it more, I'd call it more Crosshair's Breaking Point. Okay, interesting. He hasn't initially like gone. Oh, I'm gonna. I was so much better off with the bad batch. He hasn't totally gone against the empire. If anything, we've only seen him strike out against one guy. True, we've only seen him strike out against one guy, and that was something I didn't include. Yeah, he. Um, I mean, we did. I didn't include that in the synopsis, but yeah, there is a chance that it could have just been yes, his breaking point. Uh, he just couldn't stand it any longer. I thought it was very interesting. It almost seemed like a redemption, uh, especially with the uh, ice vultures. I don't know when he was looking; it almost looked like he was looking towards the heavens right before he attacked uh, Nolan. Yeah, he was I like, "I don't know, I don't know." I just don't think he didn't do anything really redemptive. I mean, he helped the other guy and yeah, he became friends with the regular. He, he kind of became friends with the regular clone, but he didn't do anything. Yeah, I see that. He didn't he didn't leave, he didn't desert, he didn't Yeah. And I, of course he was too tired too, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that honestly, by like you said, or what what's implied, by most terms, that wouldn't really be necessarily a redemptive state for most people, unless they're they're like a no. hard term villain, like um like Crosshair. But I feel like for Crosshair's cold attitude and spirit. And his his characteristics, I feel like, sort of like tech, in a way, this was this was a breakthrough in itself, even though it was maybe a little bit smaller than uh, most people. I think his redemptive point will be he rescues Omega from Wayland. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I can see how that would be the redemptive moment. Um, yeah, because obviously he's he will be there, and Omega will come there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then it, it will probably end up at the end of them all fighting. On uh, yeah. yeah. All fighting or getting away together and set us up for the next season. Yeah, hopefully. But um, yeah, what would you like about this episode in general? Oh, just everything. I mean, we saw Coruscant again, the, the army place. I mean, you see clones being decommissioned. Apparently they have a set number of days that they are to serve the Empire. And after that, you get paid and you get you get booted out. Yeah. Yeah, we see some of them being decommissioned. I mean, you see the TK troopers. Basically, the Empire really isn't using TK troopers much yet. 
they're still using up the remaining clones. They're sending them on fruitless missions to die, you know, out in the middle of nowhere and on mop-up operations out on separatist and, you know, uh, insurgent planets, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically just letting them just die. And they're not giving them any better gear. I mean, of course, I guess the next step is the TK trooper armor as far as, you know, in design, but which, I mean, it's kind of, kind of, I'm kind of sad because I always considered clone trooper armor the be- some of the best of the best. Yeah. I mean, especially phase two because Rex always considered it better. And part yeah. of me always just wants to go with Captain Rex. But as you can tell, they were freezing to death in clone armor. Yeah. Yeah. And the TK troopers seemed quite fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, the, the, I also was kind of surprised. I didn't think that a lieutenant would outrank a commander. Mm. Yes. There is that. I found that a bit weird. Maybe it has something to do with maybe the Empire just rates him higher Mm -hmm. because he's more related to the Empire and the the clones are, you know, now almost they're sort of separate thing. So it doesn't always matter as much since he's the commander. And I also found it interesting that they don't really consider the clones stormtroopers. They're still clone troopers. They're not stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. They're not really. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, they're not really stormtroopers. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. And my goodness, Commander Mayday, what oh, yeah. you must wish not to have. I mean, my goodness, who wants to be named Mayday? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was named that because he never said Mayday. He never <laughs> called for Mayday. Or maybe when he was a rookie on his first mission, hey, Mayday, Mayday. He maybe called Mayday all the time. Yeah. Basic training. Got the name. Uh, what, what did you think about his shrine he almost had going there? His what? Sorry. Where he had all the helmets of all his dead cl- buddies. Oh, they just like um, had set up. That I thought was it was interesting. interesting. It's an interesting way to keep track of the your losses, but it seems like you could do it a bit. A bit go to extreme. Yeah, you can just like mark it off on something. Uh, yeah. But I thought it was interesting. Um, I thought it was interesting that they sort of had muddy like helmets. Uh, we've seen that before. Yeah. Um, no, they weren't muddy. They weren't muddy. Basically, they were- what they what they had done is they put strips of cloth over their armor to keep them warmer. Yeah, yeah, like you see with Commander Mayday's, it's kind of like it hangs down over the breathing yeah. on his helmet. Um, it's kind of to like catch a, the warmth. It reminds me sort of of something that you'd see in Middle Eastern countries. Um, I know, but I don't get why they just didn't give them. I guess because they're not the best of the best. But you know, the Galactic Marines mm. or the you know cold weather assault clone shooter armor. But I guess that's just to show how harsh the Empire is. They won't give their soldiers good gear. I know Which I the mean, fact that they weren't sending in reinforcements till then when they only had three clones left. I know they sent they sent in four clone troopers if you count Crosshair. Yeah, and yeah. the three of them all die right away. Yeah, besides Crosshair, <laughs> and then you send two guys on a mission. But I mean, they did kill all the insurgents. Yeah, they did. It was um, uh, well, those were weird aliens. I don't even know what they were. They weren't people. They look they look like humans at first, but then you hear them making all those weird sounds. and the way they walk. They walk yeah. kind of weird. And the, I wish we could have seen them without their goggles. And their yeah, and the mask. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, what mm. else? What else? Oh, there's uh, Oh, I wanted to ask, do you think, in your own opinion, could Barton fool rival Hoth in its freezing climate? Or is Hoth still definitely superior? I have no idea. Oh, it, it, that was the name of the planet? I didn't think they had a name. Yeah, Barton Four. They mentioned it at the beginning of the planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um... I was just wondering because I feel like after seeing all the harsh weather that Crosshair uh-huh. and Mayday are having to fight against, I mean, you do see the blizzard 
in The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, yeah. On, but my goodness, it just it looks almost more extreme in the animation. I know, I know, it really did. It did in the movie. It's live action. Yeah. yeah. I was just wondering how you uh, thought about. It. I I don't know. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So yeah, Crosshair kind of seemed to show heart by not leaving behind Mayday in his own way. And he lost his helmet. And again. he lost his helmet. Yeah. That is a good point. He lost it, and Mayday then, was his. Yeah. Yeah. Which is but, kind of, um, it suited it perfectly because. Crosshair didn't exactly turn out to need it as much as Mayday did. Uh, Mayday needed the warmth to survive. Um, but technically, Crosshair should need it more because he didn't have a beard or hair. Oh. I liked Commander Mayday's hair. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It was it was good hair, and and his beard yeah. all connected. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so in my I know we saw those droids again. The mm. uh, droids like that they were had on the Venture class uh, Star Destroyer. Yeah, or, you know, doing uh, like counting boxes. They look similar to K2SO, but not quite. The helmet's a little different. Yeah. The body's a little different. They do look somewhat similar. But yeah. But yeah, you're right. I was trying. I was looking um, at them and being like, "Oh my goodness, they look like K2SO," and I want to call them his type of droid, but I don't know what kind of droid it is. You know, I almost thought that the TK troopers were going to help Crosshair. Mm. They acted like they wanted to, or they almost wanted to cheer, but then the guy was like, oh, no, you have to get back to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was interesting how we just shooed them off. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a good episode. <clears throat> of course, no, none of the other Bad Batch characters, but that's fine. No, but it was another Crosshair-only episode, but it was it was interesting. Yeah, yeah it was definitely interesting. Um, definitely one of the better ones. Better than a mm-hmm. Yes. I definitely give it a nine. Okay, cool. Yeah, I would I would have to give it a nine as well, honestly. Uh, I thought Captain Lieutenant Nolan um, was an interesting yes. guy. Too. I thought he was interesting too. I almost, when I first saw him, I thought he was that guy from Rebels. Mm, yes. Lieutenant, uh, what's his name? Uh, Not Grim. Not Grim. Oh, you mean Ka- uh, Cal? Uh, no, the guy who gets his head cut off by the... Oh, by the Grand uh, the, the really thin guy. Yeah, that is right. Um, he almost, he looked sort of like him. And I was like, oh, it's the younger color. version of him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, also the hair color is a little different, but he could have dyed it or something. But uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that is an interesting comparison. I feel like, man, is there anything else we should talk about concerning this episode? We've already had a lot that we've covered in this episode with the Mandalorian and other things. Oh, yeah. I, I really don't. I, I mean, there weren't any like other than the like birds. There weren't any interesting creatures. There were no new yeah. ships there, other than the insurgents, which were interesting. The mine was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought mine. it was funny how he like deactivated it by putting the things in there, and then he walks off, and he's like, and Crosshair's like, "I thought you deactivated." He's like, "Just being safe." <laughs> yeah, and how um the whole situation behind when Crosshair is talking about how he didn't want to have to carry dead weight. Oh uh, yeah. If Mayday died and Mayday was, or, or it was like something else, but Mayday was yeah, like, he's like, oh, well, then I won't care. Remind me not to die on your watch. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. But yeah, the mine was interesting. Um, how, of course, there's a pressure mine. And so Crosshair had to keep standing on it because if he mm-hmm. took his leg off, yeah. Both. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like we've covered pretty much everything for this episode. Yeah, we can yeah. More, but other than what are you think they're going to do to Crosshair on Wayland? Oh, 
Hmm. Do you think they're going to clone him? Uh, they, Make an army hmm. of super clone of super clone soldiers for the empire. Yeah, the next, like, the next, the next season, all their game is fighting <laughs> cro- uh, super soldiers of crosshair. They like take the helmet off and it's crosshair. <laughs> Wouldn't that be really creepy if like that they would be all really the bad creepy. batch? That would and, be like, such they a have to fight each- army. They have to fight themselves. That would be such a powerful army. My goodness. Um, yeah, that would be interesting if they cloned it. It'd be cloning a clone would be like a run on. Um, yeah, that'd be just weird though. It would be very weird. Um, who knows what they'll It'd do? Be interesting. Maybe they'll- Maybe they'll enhance. Maybe maybe, maybe all the death troopers are really just crosshair. <laughs> That's why you can never understand them. We don't know because they never take out their helmets. Yeah. <laughs> and they always. I mean, of course, in rebels you can understand them, and you know that there's one's a girl and others are different people. But yeah, you know. Hmm. Yeah. So I think we've covered a lot in this episode. We're good for now. I think. Yeah. So do you think we're good? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um. Talk. See you. Talk to you next week. And yeah. Well, actually, I did want to. Once it, huh? Oh, I did want to say this. So, uh, of course, that's it for this episode of the World of Crane. Uh, thanks for listening. And next week, there may be two new guest speakers coming on the pod at once. Not quite sure yet about this, but uh, it looks pretty possible. So, um, mm. yeah, it's very possible. In the meantime, mm. y'all can leave a five-star worded review for us on Apple Podcasts. Or you can send in a Star Wars related question to be answered on the show to AidenCMPass at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, until then, keep it cool, y'all. See ya. Much to learn, we still have.